0: When I walk through, one of the people I've known for a while, it's like, oh, is it strange whenever I look at you I think of coffee? So, you know, I guess, you know, I've been dubbed throughout my friends as the coffee person.
1: This is The Producers. I'm Danny Vallant. Ruben Martin is the founder and owner of Sample Coffee, a cafe, roastery, retailer and wholesaler in Sydney. Ruben first worked in coffee as a side job, but his interest and engagement grew as the specialty coffee scene burgeoned. The first sample outlet opened in 2011. After a decade in the business, Ruben still finds the industry enriching, especially because it allows him to connect with people at the source of production right through to those who drink it.
0: G'day, my name's Ruben Marden. I run a small coffee roasting business in Sydney and we have... uh, Three shops, uh, one in Surrey Hills, one in St Peters, and one in Chippendale. My first memories actually was uh, when I was growing up. Um, I was in Leichhardt, and uh, I had some friends, a family across the road, the Oshes, and they were Italian. And uh, on Saturdays, they would make little coffees for all the kids, and so that was kind of my first introduction to coffee. Um, so yeah, that's that's going back, and and then you know further on in high school you know, being social and whatever, we'd go out and have a coffee and, and yeah, continued on from there. I guess coffee was a bit of a, you know, a side job while I was at school and out of school and I started to study business and, um, I don't know, I, I just wasn't in love with, um, I guess, being, you know, behind a desk and I wanted to be more hands-on and and coffee was just starting to really I guess uh, become exciting specialty coffee and, and I always liked machinery. So I kind of enjoyed working with coffee machines um, and I was working at single origin uh, roasters when they just opened and I decided to sort of go full on in coffee and um, give, you know, give it all my attention. And so from there I, I worked there for a couple of years then worked at Mecca espresso when that was sort of um, really starting to open up and and then I ended up working for Mecca for about five years and but always I had the desire to open my own business. So yeah, so 2011 I opened a small espresso bar in Surrey Hills um, called Sample Coffee and we were using Mecca for our blend and we we're rotating through different roasters. I think we we're kind of the first person to do that in Sydney, hence the name Sample.
1: Food people often have a gateway moment, an experience that turns a job into an everlasting passion. When and where did the angels sing for Reuben Marden? I guess my
0: like first sort of coffee epiphany. Um, I was travelling, um, and I was in Seattle. Uh, I think this was um, 2003 and I um, yeah so I I did a public cupping um, at a roastery in Seattle called vitrola and one of the coffees when I tasted it tasted like blueberries and it was kind of that sort of um, epiphany of like oh my god I can taste different flavors in coffee and, and this was a a coffee from ethiopia a region called Harar, which is the north which is pretty dry and a lot of those coffees which we haven't seen for many years uh show you know those flavors of of blueberry notes and it was yeah it was a bit of an eye-opener well that's when i came back um and i worked at mecca and um so paul who's the owner of mecca we he, he purchased a roaster and that's when I sort of took over the roasting of that. And I guess we just tried to find coffees that were as interesting as that. Um, you know, and that's always been the mission, I guess, from then to now is just, you know, looking for really interesting coffees to share with the customer. So hopefully someone else can have that experience.
1: Loving coffee is one thing. Working in coffee is another how did Ruben make the transition from employee to business owner and what values is Sample founded on?
0: Yeah, so 2011, opened a small 20-square-metre espresso bar in Surrey Hills. Um, I guess back then, we were you know, showcasing different roasters. Um, then two years later, you know, I guess I had a background from when I was working at Mecca and Single Origin uh, of roasting coffee, and I you know, really missed that and wanted to start doing that again. So I bought a, a roaster, um, a refurbished German uh, 1957 ProBat roaster. Um, so once that was sh- you know, in the process of being shipped over, I had to find a location for it. Um, and I was hunting around sort of the inner west, uh, Marrickville, um, for a warehouse. And I came across um, this warehouse in St. Peter's a place called Precinct 75 on Mary Street. And the owner had a a great vision for the space and and how we could have a roastery and cafe. And so, yeah, moved in here. Um, And then just before COVID, opened a shop in Chippendale, which is probably the worst timing, Um, Old Gold. And, yeah, so that's where we are. And we have a a bunch of great uh, wholesale customers we work with and we sell coffee online you know we want to be um a sustainable business as much as possible and you know that's the the most important thing is to be paying a fair price for everything that you um you use and the staff that you have and um yeah so that i guess that's our you know main ethos uh so we buy high quality coffee everything we Purchase is, you know, um, fairly, you know, paid a fair price, um, and the same with how our staff are.
1: Long-standing relationships with producers are a big part of the sample ethos. It's about ensuring fairness and increasing quality. Ongoing, reliable income means farmers can invest in improvements with confidence. It's a win for them and also for coffee drinkers in faraway Sydney. We I have
0: travelled to Origin a few times to you know meet some of the producers we work with. This was before COVID, um, and you know we just try and have some long-standing relationships with uh, these producers. So I think there's a couple of producers that we have worked with now for five or six years. Um, we we tend to purchase all or um, a majority of the coffee that they they farm. So once the coffee is, is milled, then we get a sample and then we pay a price for the quality of the coffee. So it kind of incentivizes them to you know, to grow higher quality coffee. Um, and the more higher quality coffee, the more they get. Um, so it's been really interesting to see how some of these farms have developed you know, from the, um, the greater income they've earned um yeah and their coffees are yeah quite amazing right now every farm throughout the world is so different Um most of my travel has been in Colombia where they're a very like small farmer they might have say two to eight hectares Um one farmer that we've been working with for the last five or six years uh, Marco Fidel Rodriguez um, he has four hectares um, and you know like it, it's like a a small, you know, house that they have. You know, they don't have a lot of money. But when I was there, must have been five years ago, they would he was just building a new um, processing mill, um, and then over the last three years, we've just received some of the most highest quality coffee from him. Um, And it was lovely. You know, had lunch with them, which was really nice. And it's just nice to see that, you know, working together, they've been able to progress like, you know, like our business has.
1: Coffee is grown all around the equatorial belt of the world with enormous variations in beans, grade and flavour qualities. Which beans does Sample Seek out and what's their approach to roasting and sales?
0: You know, we've always had kind of like a very typical Colombian, a wash uh, couture, which is the varietal, and it's just like, it's a very, you know, well-structured, nice coffee that's uh, sweet, it's good f- um, fruit flavours. And then about three three or two and a half years ago, we got a sample of um, what the exporter slash importer, Carabella, that we work with, um, with in Colombia, sent a sample of... Uh, an X grade which is basically uh, competition grade or there's some online auctions called Cup of Excellence so that kind of grade quality um, and you know it was the coffee's outstanding Um, it's like you know like sparkling so much fruit and it's really interesting to see that you know he's gone from just producing like you know a very very nice coffee to these um, you know top tier coffees Uh, you know feel lucky feel lucky to be part of, you know, seeing, uh, you know, that progression. Um, Yeah, it's really nice. And, you know, there's a lot of factors involved in that. Like the, uh, the exporter, importer, Carabella that we work with that I've spoke to you about, um, they're a B Corp and like their whole um, manifesto is about re-educating and and they have a lot of training facilities. So, you know, they, they've been a big part of that um, quality yeah the the gaining quality in Australia we are challenged by how far away we are from you know a lot of the producing um, producing countries like Latin America or Africa so you know we, we have a little bit less of a shelf life of coffee by the time it gets here um, so when it gets here you know we just we make sure it's uh you know up to the quality of what the pre-ship sample was, and then you know we just roast it, and we roast it quite delicately. We roast it pretty light compared to a lot of other roasters, um, and yeah. So you know a lot of those coffees, they're all designed to be drunk, you know, either as filter or espresso, kind of without milk. We have our you know online subscription that you know we have, um, must be about. 300 subscribers and and they sort of have taken part of this journey over the last uh i think it's been uh five or six years and and each coffee we send out we kind of give them the story of the farmer and um you know like of course we're not able to like we're a very small company we're not able to go visit and and spend time with all the farms that we work with but you know being able to pass on that information and and a lot of Uh, you know our customers have also seen just that journey of you know I guess call Marco as an example but you know there's a few other producers that have sort of you know continued to grow in quality Um, so yeah you know just trying to pass on as much information as possible Um, it's you know it it is challenging because they're on the other side of the world but you know we do the best we can
1: Australia thinks of itself as having a strong coffee culture, but we are far from the source of most beans. What are some of the challenges Ruben faces from day to day and year to year?
0: Coffee can be ruined at any point in the journey. Um, You know, we have had coffee that's been shipped and by the time it's arrived it's completely ruined and tastes like cardboard and and the same can be done with roasting. You can, you know... uh, to explain quickly, um, you know, coffee is roasted in batches from between eight to sixteen minutes, um, and can finish at a temperature of 195 degrees to 200, and I think 30. After that, you know, you know, it's almost going to catch on fire. So you you can you create a recipe which is temperature over time. Um, And in this time, you know, there's uh, chemical reactions that create flavor and uh, caramelization of sugars. And you can go too far and these caramelizations will start to become dark and smoky and, and, you know, there's a lot of coffee out there like that and, and by choice as well. But we choose to sort of roast it quite delicate just to sort of capture the fruit and give it a tiny little bit of, you know, caramelized sweetness to it to kind of balance it out. So we just have to be extremely precise in our roasting. It's, it is fun, but it's annoying if, you know, something goes wrong in that roast and, you know, you've got, you know, sort of 10 kilos of coffee that you can't really account for. So that can be expensive.
1: With coffee a daily requirement for so many Australians, it's easy to take it as a given. What does Rubin see on the horizon for the coffee industry, especially in an environment of uncertainty and rising costs? The coffee
0: is still booming, you know. I guess with places like China, it becoming so popular, the, the demand is so high, um, you know, and uh, I guess throughout the whole of Asia, Southeast Asia, it's become such a, you know, a trend as well. So the demand is there, Um as long as, uh, you know, environmental factors don't get in the way. Um, You know, like we've seen this last year um, with Brazil had a massive shortage of coffee due to environment and that's affected the rest of the world's production because all the big roasters have been swarming and buying up all the coffee. Hence, uh, coffee price increases. I guess only in the last sort of, you know, four months that we've really seen those prices start to get passed on to the consumer. Um, so, I don't know, it's it's such a, a strange time throughout the industry. Um, you know, I guess we're in the end of July, beginning of August, and I think there's actually, it, it's just hard to judge now because there's so many other factors that are going on. I think they said that... N- up to 19% of Australians will be travelling overseas over these coming months. So, you know, there's so much volatility in the market already.
1: We know he loves coffee, roasts coffee, sells coffee, lives and breathes coffee. But what does the coffee guy like to drink?
0: You know, waking up, uh, coffee will be the first thing I'll generally do, and that'll be either a a V60 or an AeroPress. Um, And... Often, you know, go back to bed and drink a coffee in bed if I can, um, and then yeah. So I guess filter is the is the way to go for the first couple of hours, and um, and then an espresso or two, and yeah, that's about it. I try not to drink too much coffee in the afternoons. Um, I drink enough in the morning, so it's it's you know that's fine. Um, yeah, and occasionally flat white. Coffee has become you know has become my life I uh uh, it's quite funny I I went rock climbing yesterday um at in Nowra um there's some climbing along the uh, river there and and uh when I walked through one of the people I've known for a while it's like oh is it strange whenever I look at you I think of coffee like no you're not the only one (laughs) so you know I guess you know I've been dubbed throughout my friends as the coffee person. But, you know, it's nice. It's a, it's a nice industry to be in and, you know, it's, it's I don't know, it's a, it's a good place to be, so I can't complain.
1: Reuben Martin has spent years embedded in the coffee world. Whether it's tinkering with a machine, cupping with his team, travelling to the source or chatting flavour profiles with loyal customers, he finds it an endlessly interesting world being that coffee guy is actually a joy and there's much pleasure in knowing that sample coffee is a crucial day marker for so many people in Sydney. This is The Producers, a Deep in the Weeds production. I'm Danny Fallant. Stay tuned as we talk to some of Australia's best farmers, makers and growers. Follow us on Instagram at or contact us via deepintheweeds.com.au.